<laughs> and I'm about this far from losing my shit, Amy. And welcome to And Then What? The Triumphant Return. The podcast. Yes, the podcast <laughs> all about stories. If uh, if you have been a long time listener and have been like, where have those girls gone? We're really sorry. We've been gone since August. Um, yeah. Had a baby. Yeah. Well, you- Turns out babies are a lot of work. So much work. I just... Uh... So much work. And then even when they're not work, you're so tired from all the work that you don't, you don't do the shit you're supposed to do. Exactly. But currently, a lot of like, us are using... make podcasts. Yeah. <laughs> currently, a lot of us are using very little energy because we're not going outdoors much right now. So we were like, maybe, maybe now's the time <laughs> to get back behind the Yeah, microphone. the world's on fire. The world's seriously on fire. No, it was. It was literally like on fire December, January for a while. Yeah. And then I feel like a lot has happened since August. <laughs> Not just with us. Yeah. <laughs> Have you heard that there's plagues of locusts as well in like Yemen where they shouldn't be plagues of, plagues of locusts? Okay, so you know a few months back when someone discovered like um, uh, an ancient sarcophagus? <laughs> the Egyptian, the Egyptian sarcophagus. sarcophagus. I, I feel now perhaps <laughs> that was the first act of a film where everyone was like, no, put it back, you idiots. And here we are, the idiots. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it, it does feel like we've kind of landed, we've, we've displeased God and the, the plagues are now landing down. If you are a firstborn, get some lamb's blood and smear it on the fuck of your house. Mm-hmm. The fuck of your house? The front of your house. <laughs> Not the fuck of your house. Oh, God. Uh, I'm just so anxious that swearing is bubbling out yeah. of me. So if anyone's listening to this in 20 years time, at the time of recording, there's a bit of a, there's a, there's a minor thing happening pandemically. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, coronavirus um, got us bad. COVID-19. Yeah. To be I've been in self-isolation for nine Princess. days now. Um, fun. <laughs> got sent home from work. But you're, you're, kind of, you're social distancing rather than isolating. Yeah, no, that's like you're true. You're still you're going out a bit. A bit. I mean, I've had, I keep having to go out for supplies because yeah. I got a baby who needs nappies mm-hmm. and occasionally formula. Um, and also he's weaning. So yeah. like I need to... I need to go out for him. But apart from that, yeah, we are inside. Gary um, has a, a, is immunocompromised and had a cough, has a cough. Mm. And I'm pretty sure it's a very bad cold, but, you know, got to be careful. Exactly. Um, no, yeah, you're right. You're self-isolating. I'm I'm just social distancing. Like, the only person I'm... I mean, that's still horrible, though. You're basically in your room a lot. all the time. And work is so stressful. And so stressful. people can't pick a singular platform with which to contact me on during the working hours. <laughs> <laughs> people trying, like, they ran out of work-based platforms to contact me on and then tried my personal DMs, at which point I was like, no, 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 no. No, 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 no. Is that when you did your tweet or DM? Just be like, leave me the fuck alone. Basically, yeah. I've been, my tweets are... <laughs> they vacillate between just like really calm and happy and funny to just like absolute panic and out like dread <laughs> and rage i feel like most of us are there yeah. at this point i haven't experienced a singular but- emotion uh, for more than one hour at a time for a few days no <laughs> it, it bodes well for this podcast <laughs> <laughs> this is the thing we're, we're recording this but neither of us is under any illusion it's going to be any good ah. or um We've not even got two stories each. We're just like, we'll do we'll one just, if we'll we just, get time. If we can think of something. Um, well, I mean, I do have a cute little story, like a, a bit of a, quite an update since we last spoke in August. I mean, we, you and I have spoken okay. since, but... <laughs> yeah, we don't only speak on the podcast. <laughs> yeah. um, you've spoken, we've seen each other. Mm-hmm. You've come to stay a couple of times. I have. 
and seen your and that's been lovely gorgeous delightful baby he's so cute he's all right he's great i like him a lot so expressive i like him too funny noises oh hey flick can you hear her she's scratching at the door flick come here do you want to see becky by the way this is the first time she came towards me and then she was like wait you're gonna pick me up (laughs) Um, just for listeners, this is the first time we're recording remotely. I'm in London. Yeah. And Amy's in Hinkley. And so we're looking at each other through FaceTime right now. Hey. Hey. I just had a shower, so I look like a turd. <laughs> and I have not showered today. <laughs> so. so you're a babe. This is the first time I showered in about a week. <laughs> um, very hard to shower when you have a child. And also, I'm not going out, so what's the second point? Yeah. Um, but I had a bit of a drama today, so... Mm. Um, I basically went to, I was driving to my mum's house to pick up supplies, Calpol for the kid because he's not, he's had bronchitis. He's recovering from that. So he's like temperature and coffee and stuff. Mm-hmm. So she got him some Calpol and um, cough medicine because she works in a pharmacy at the mm-hmm. moment, just dispensing. And my car, I got a flat tire halfway there. Yeah. So I went from like leaving the house for 45 minutes to pick up medicine to leaving the house, being stuck on the side of an A road for 90 minutes to then having to go into some disgusting racist pickup truck oh god man span and then having to go into a car dealership and then having to go into a mum's car and then she went home by the co-op so then I was in the co-op and then I came home I was like you know what hand washing isn't going to do this I'm just going (laughs) to shower all the bugs off me (laughs) sounds good sounds wise um speaking of mums do you want to hear a little patty update yeah so um some people might know, mum worked at Mother Care, and uh, as you might be aware, Mother Care had a bit of a whoopsie, a massive whoopsie earlier on in the year, and then yeah. Had to, yeah, completely just went out of business, had to shut down. So mum, uh, it was a bit of a tense period. I, I handled it well to a point. At one point, did start berating people on Mother Care's Instagram for not being more sensitive. <laughs> well, people were being absolute arseholes about it, weren't they? They were a bit. They were, they were not... They were not pleased that they weren't getting like a massive bargain immediately. And I was like, people need to be paid through Christmas. You idiot. Words are hard. You idiots. Um, dicks. Dicks. I was going for idiots and then dicks. And it Big came out. floppy like, donkey dicks. <laughs> um, but no, exciting, exciting news. My mum now got a job at Ikea. The Ikea that I worked at when I was like 17. And they've not held that against me. Oh, that's adorable. As they remembered me. And um, what's even more exciting is because of all the coronavirus stuff going on and lots of non-essential shops being closed and pubs and restaurants and things. um, So my mum is still required to go into work because there's still lots to do. And it's like, it's officially her dream job. It's customer service with no customers. (laughs) (laughs) She's thrilled. thrilled. I love your mum. Yeah. I love her too. It's Mother's Day tomorrow. I'm glad it worked out for her. Yeah. Yeah. It's your first Mother's Day tomorrow. Yeah, I'm a bit sad. I know. You feeling a bit blue? Well, just like, so it's Mother's Day tomorrow. Yeah. And then it's um, my 30th birthday and my fifth wedding anniversary in April. Mm. And I know it's not the most important thing by any stretch of the imagination, but I'm just like, me. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Can't do anything. My mum... I told Gary not to bother doing anything for Mother's Day because, like, Taz is six. He doesn't. Oh, yeah, my kid's called Taryn. I don't know if we talked about oh, yeah. this on the podcast. <laughs> I had a boy. Yay. I had a baby boy. His name's Taryn. Taryn Alexander Jones. Mm-hmm. Um, he's very sweet. You can see pictures on And Then What Pod on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Um, what you call him, Taz. 
or Tazisaurus Rex or Tasman or stuff like that. <laughs> Terry occasionally, which is a bit weird. Ah, um, Terry Rashwanton. What the fuck was I talking about? Uh, Mother's Day. <laughs> oh yeah. So I said to Gary, like, don't do anything because Taz doesn't know what it is. Like, it's not from him. It's fine. And he didn't. But my mum, who's aware that I'm feeling quite blue at the moment, um, when she dropped me off, she'd also got me a box of milk tray Aww. and a card with mummy written on the front and I just burst into tears. Oh, Amy. That's so nice. Oh, honey I know, Flick, isn't it it's nice? I've really nice. <laughs> <laughs> been saying for such a long time that I, I didn't want to do anything for my 30th mm. and I didn't want to do Mother's Day and actually I think maybe I did. Yeah. It'd be nice to at least have well, some the fact people. that I, I didn't... Yeah, even if I wasn't going to do anything big, like I assumed we'd go out for a meal or something yeah. and now. Yeah. Well, when what? But it's like it's that. That's a nothing problem. So. Oh no! It's like it's all relevant, isn't it? Like so, when when in April can people start wishing you happy birthday, Amy? Uh, I am thirty on the tenth of April. Mark your calendars, folks. <laughs> Which did you see that thing that NASA released? Um, in that all of our star signs are wrong. Oh yeah. I'll be damned if I'm not a Cancerian. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm a Cancer theme. <laughs> well, I thought I was Aries, and apparently I'm like Pisces or something. No, like Felicity is Mega or Pisces. You are Mega and Aries. Like, aren't Aries like big and brash and bold and angry and argumentative? I'm angry no, and argumentative. Yeah, you're none of those things. But I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> How motherfucking dare you? <laughs> Hang on. I'm, I'm searching in my. Oh, here we go. Yeah, I'm a Pisces. Well, well what am I? July 13th. Give me a sec. We'll post this link on okay. one of our social platforms so you can find out what you really are. There's also a 13th star sign. Ugh. I know, Flick. <laughs> She's so angry. Right, you are a Gemini. No! <laughs> That's the worst one! <laughs> Sorry to all Geminis, but you're all the worst. And I can't, I should, should be I thought so someone in my life who is Scorpio a Gemini. Scorpio was supposed to be about. the worst one. No, Scorpios are really nice. They're good. I thought everyone was talking about Beyonce's twins being Scorpio. Oh, really? And how that was bad. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. Hang on. I'm going to let the cat out. Okay. <laughs> do, 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 do. Thing is, I bet you in like 10 minutes she's going to be scratching to get back yeah. in. Hey. I think there's a little bit of her that's like every room that she took over when we moved into this place, then the baby would go in it. So <laughs> she used to love the living room and then we spent the first like week just living in the living room. So then she went like in the baby's room and then the baby then moved into the baby's <laughs> room. And so now she's been in here and now I'm coming in here and working again. She's like, that's me alone. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, the cats that I live with, just they're basically like dogs. They're aggressively affectionate. Yeah. They follow you from room to room. You have the best cats. They're so good. They're so fluffy. They're so great. They're so fluffy. Oh, I love them. Um, hey, what kind of story do you want to tell? I'm telling... Let me load it up. It's very weird recording like this. <laughs> um, so I'm telling a story. It was a Twitter thread by a woman called Sadie Doyle. Mm. She wrote Dead Blondes and Bad Mothers and Trainwreck. And oh. columns and stuff. Um, so Dead Blondes and Bad Mothers sounds like exactly our kind of thing. It's a book on how the patriarchy turns women into mothers and monsters. Ah. So she has a tweet. For all the questions people have asked me about The Exorcist, no one has asked me about my most deeply held opinion. I'm going to leave it there. Oh. What story are you telling? I'm just going to tell, uh, because I'm very unprepared, and we basically decided to do this a few days ago. This morning. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, just a cute little story about something that has happened since we last uh, spoke on this podcast. It like started happening before and now it's like, it's really happening. 
So. Let's finish on that because okay. it's cute. Okay. You go. Um, also, side note, one of the stories I could have told had I not prepared at all is my birth story. Like, is that like an interesting... I think you should tell that story. Can we open with that one? Yeah. And then I'll do mine. Do you and then you do, finish on... Do people care? People care, man. Remember, remember on the Hannah Flynn's episode, like, giving birth is metal as fuck? I feel like we could do with remind, being reminded of how metal it is. <laughs> Okay. Okay. Fine. I, okay. Let's do me, you, me. Okay. Okay. I haven't prepared this at all, so it's mostly from my head. Okay. So, Taryn was due on the 9th of September. Mm-hmm. And, like, if you remember, I was massive. You were. Quite an early I remember point you came pregnancy. to stay with me, and wow. <laughs> I, was, I was enormous, <laughs> and um, the baby was quite low, and everyone was convinced I was going to give birth early. Mm-hmm. Um, and I fucking didn't. My hips were falling <laughs> apart. I couldn't walk without pain or sit or lie down. It was terrible. But um, he hung on and the 9th of September came and went. And Gary was on a late shift, so he didn't finish until midnight and was going on to a night shift mm. the next day. So he usually stays up until like four in the morning. So I stayed up to chat with him. We ended up watching a really weird episode of Naked Attraction <laughs> with a woman from our hometown of Nuneaton who um, is deeply religious, but also talked about all the sex she wanted to have. And she wanted to make sure that the men could dance so she started playing The Lord is My Shepherd on a keyboard and made them all dance to it. And then she fed them all cake. Oh. This is a, Do watch it. This it's is a very like the treat. Katia drag queen energy dating vibe that I'm really enjoying. <laughs> but okay, yeah. Watch that. And then I went to bed at like two in the morning after having watched this weird thing. Mm-hmm. And when I woke up uh, about eight, so the night before, like I had started leaking the fluid. Mm. And this is where I get really personal and gross, so sorry. But um, your discharge gets super heavy in pregnancy anyway, so it could have been that. You also lose your mucus plug. Mm-hmm. I'd lost mine a couple of weeks before, and that's usually a good sign that labour is imminent. But what can also happen is that you lose it as your cervix softens, and then it grows back and falls out again. What? And mine had been repeatedly like growing oh back and Christ. falling out. Okay. So I didn't know if it was part of that, or it could have been my water's breaking. <laughs> so I followed the advice, because I wasn't sure. I put a pad down pad in lay down for half an hour and then stood up and checked the pad and it was dry I was like okay fine it's even if it's my water's breaking it's not imminent uh I'll go to bed and then I woke up and the pad was soaked but it was like yellowy yeah so you may remember this Becky I do I text you being like what do I do (laughs) I don't know if this is my water's breaking or I just wet myself in the night because I'm nine months pregnant plus like that can happen Mm -hmm. because I remember I was in the gym and you were like I think it's poo I think it's the baby's poo yeah. <laughs> Do I wake up Gary? Because it was like, it was dark and yellow. Yeah. So it could have been pee. It could have been the baby's poo. Mm-hmm. It's like, what do I do? I don't want to wake him up. He's on a night shift. Yeah. So you told me you kind of have to wake him yeah. up. Which I did. And I'm glad I did. Because very shortly afterwards, I started having contractions. So I don't know if you guys know much about like, labour. But when the baby poos in utero, it's quite dangerous. Because mm. they drink the fluid and then like pee it out constantly. But obviously you shouldn't drink your own poo mm-hmm. wait what if you didn't know that <laughs> you shouldn't drink your own poo oh fuck i have some posters to to decommission <laughs> <laughs> yeah. sorry do carry on oh my god i can just imagine because there's all this bullshit health advice about like having a gut, healthy gut will mean you don't get covid19 uh. i can just imagine someone being like drink your own poo you don't get covid19 <laughs> anyway so i went in the hospital and i they needed to check and I like gave them this stinky, yellowy, disgusting pad. <laughs> so they established that like it was my waters and that he'd chat. 
And that um, I was going to have a baby, basically. They needed to get him out. Here he comes. So then was the first time that day someone stuck their hand inside my vagina. <laughs> the first time. <laughs> the first time that day, at roughly 9.30, 10. Oh, my landlord called while I was uh, at this point, roughly. T- attentive landlord. Uh, Ken. Um, he said... I want to bring my daughter around to meet you. And I was like, maybe not now, Ken. <laughs> a little bit busy. Um, anyway, they they stuck their hand up there and my cervix was barely big enough for a finger to get in. Oh. Which is early stages of labour, even though I was contracting like every two minutes at this point. Mm-hmm. And usually they would send you home to like wait until your cervix opens more. But because of the the fact that the baby had pooed, they couldn't do that. So I was taken down to the labour ward and put on a drip of, I think it's called picotin? Pitokin? <laughs> it's a hormone, basically. It's like um, oxytocin. It makes your cervix open more. Oh. It was like the opposite of the birth I'd wanted. I'd wanted to be home for as much of it as possible. I'd wanted to be able to move around. I didn't want to be stuck on a bed. But I'd had to have a drip in my hand mm. of, of the induction hormone. And then they had to monitor the baby's heartbeat because obviously he's in distress because he's yeah. pooed himself. And I was just stuck on a bed for ages. Um, eventually, I tried to get up and move around a bit because the contraction, the, the when you get induced, your contractions are a lot more painful. Mm-hmm. So I had to, like, I was trying to cope with them um, by moving around. I had, like, a square foot of space that I was able to move around in yeah. because of everything. I should also not just remind listeners who may have forgotten, Amy was still recovering from sepsis at this point as well. Oh, yeah, <laughs> I was. <laughs> Uh, I never fully recovered from it because your immune system gets so battered in pregnancy. Yeah. And I was quite traumatised from the sepsis, I think. Mm. Um, not even, I think. I was. Like, needles being in me, being stuck on a bed. I was trying really hard not to panic because yeah. that's the last time that had happened. You know, yeah. It had not been good and I'd almost died. Mm-hmm. And having the monitor on as well, like, the last time that had happened had been yeah. during sepsis. Um, I had to have an epidural, which, again, I hadn't wanted, mm-hmm. but the pain was so bad I couldn't cope with it. Um, and my lovely midwife like moved heaven and earth to make it happen. Um, epidurals actually like not that bad. Yeah. Needle in the spine you think would be horrific, but they numb you first of all, so you can't really feel anything. The only thing is you have to be completely still, so you have to tell them when you're having a contraction, mm-hmm. and they stop. So it took a good like five ten minutes to get it in, Ooh. because they they're doing it bit by bit basically. <sighs> But then once it's in, Sorry. it's great. You get a little button and you just top it up whenever you want. Gosh. It was it was lovely. I turned it up to max. <laughs> and honestly, like the first three hours of having since having the needle put in and with the um the pitokin, pictokin. Mm-hmm. I should have learned this before I came yeah. on. Sorry, um was was really horrible and like increasing in intensity. But then the next few hours were fucking lovely. Aww. I just sat and I chatted about Bake Off with the midwives. Wonderful, a delight. It was great. <laughs> People kept bringing Gary nice things. I couldn't eat, by the way. You're not allowed to eat in case they need to um, do a C-section. Oh, of course, yeah. Like, as soon as you get any kind of high-riskness, nothing. Um, but they were bringing in sandwiches for Gary and hot teas. Uh, one of his colleagues brought him a Starbucks. Wow. And I'm like, Why don't you he hasn't already had, like, you know, yourself. the most fun bit of the whole pregnancy, which is the doing the sex. <laughs> now he gets all the good I stuff at the end. The whole watching me have sepsis was pretty bad, yeah, to be fair. Yeah, that was pretty... It was not fun watching that. That was pretty bad. I think it was worse for you guys than it was for me. I was in such denial at the time. Oh my God, trying to convince you that something was wrong. (laughs) I was like, I've just got a sore throat. I'll be fine. Just just give me some paracetamol and some strepsils. Oh, lordy. It's only when they said like a couple of days later, it's like, no, your organs were shutting down, baby. I was like, oh, 
Yeah, sepsis is okay. bad. Anyway, <laughs> so then at five, I got more hands in my vagina. They were <laughs> worried. um the doctor they were worried about the baby's heartbeat basically um my midwife was fairly sure that the cord was around his neck loosely and he was like grabbing it oh baby tea i know idiot so (laughs) every contraction his heart rate was dipping quite low so that they they got a doctor in who examined me i was five centimeters dilated at 5 p.m and the baby was facing sideways Mm -hmm. so like not up towards my belly button or down towards my bum his head was pointing like Left and right, left or right. I know. And they had to put a clip on his head to monitor his heart rate better. Mm-hmm. The, the the gist was you need to start, hopefully things start moving soon because otherwise this is going to get bad. We're going to need to mm. do a C-section. And then weirdly, after having hours of like being completely fine, everything kind of, I had to go back on the gas and air as well as the epidural. Yeah. Like the pressure was really big. Um, And then after at about six o'clock, I was like, this feels weird. And they had a feel and a look, and I'd gone from five to ten centimetres dilated and an hour, and Taz had moved down into my hips properly. And they were like, yep, you're about to have a baby. Ah. <laughs> uh, but I think sweets are weird. I didn't realise that the bed was half, like, able to be taken. They took away the bottom half of the bed, basically, oh, fuck. and put me in stirrups. <laughs> Different doctor came in and had a look in my vagina. That was nice. Um, <laughs> I had three midwives at this point as well. Oh, my like in the room with me and I'd had another one earlier yeah. like and they changed halfway through so this is six people seven people eight people including the two from the, the like the first ward who'd seen my vagina that day and Gary and then yeah I just had to like push her baby out and now he's here yeah pushing was weird I didn't feel the pain because I had the epidural uh-huh. if you have, if have a baby have the fucking epidural okay have it it makes everything <laughs> so much easier um and it was kind of I very I don't even remember flashes of it I remember them saying oh I can see the head there's lots of dark hair would you like to have a feel and me just screaming <laughs> no <laughs> and them laughing at me I remember the the lady putting her fingers like I guess on my perineum oh yeah and saying push push my fingers away mm-hmm. to try and help me like push into the right place oh, interesting okay yeah um, so I didn't know how low the baby's, but the baby's heart rate was dropping to 70 Whoa. with every contraction. It should be 150-ish. Mm-hmm. So um, I remember them calling the doctor in and the doctor coming in with the biggest pair of scissors I've ever seen. Jeez. They're honestly like that big. Nope. Because the idea, it's like, he, he gave me a couple, he said, I'm going to give you a couple more pushes and then I'm going to have to intervene. We're going to use forceps, but we're going to cut you first. Uh, I'm wincing just thinking about yeah. But then I remember him, me pushing again and him watching me push and say, no, it's all right. You're going to, like, you don't need me. To the midwives. Not to me, <laughs> fuck me. But the midwives, he was reassuring. <laughs> Asking if he could stay and watch. What? What? Okay. <laughs> I think because he doesn't get to see many um, births that aren't dangerous, if that makes sense, or that don't oh, need intervention. Oh, I see. Well, how nice. So he just wanted to <laughs> to see a, an, an in- intervened sure. birth. Okay. Sure. <laughs> And then I remember really panicking that my clitoris was going to rip. Oh, <laughs> dude. I'd heard of it before. Usually you tear down towards the bum hole. Yeah. But I'd really, I was really terrified. <gasps> I could like, it, that's where it felt it was going to give. Oh God, no, no. It didn't. Thank God. And then he came out and it felt like, I don't know, like I'd lost an organ, Yeah. I guess. It felt very slippery. And he came out and it was, I didn't see it because my knees were up. And I really wish I had seen it, but 
he came out with like loads of all of the amniotic fluid because I hadn't my waters hadn't broken properly, covered in his own shit, <laughs> covered in my, his blood and my blood. I had a secondary tear, um, which isn't that bad. Yeah. Um, but they had to check I hadn't torn from like I hadn't torn internally uh. from my like rectum to my from my vagina. So the nurse had to do like one finger in each. The midwife had to put one finger in each and pinch. <laughs> she's like i'm just gonna just gonna do this and i just laughed i was like you know what do what you want i have no dignity left i'm clenching my i've got my legs crossed and i'm clenching i'm just like oh (laughs) but then he was born and he was and that was it and he was fine um his heart rate dropping hadn't been a problem he had been squeezing he was born like clutching the umbilical cord around his neck and even now he likes holding things like up by his face and he was a really weird looking baby yeah I said, if you have played Angry Birds, when he was newborn, he looked like the green pig from Angry Birds. Oh. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. And then we had a baby. And then he had a baby. Yeah. <laughs> they make you have a shower before you go up to the, lab- the, the like, post-birth ward, I guess. Yeah. And just the amount of blood, like, seeping from you while you have this shower. It's, it's properly metal. Giving birth is metal as fuck. It's metal as fuck. <laughs> Better than pregnancy. I'd rather give birth than be pregnant. Yeah, yeah. You hated your pregnancy. God, I hated it yeah. so much. Didn't seem fun. Um. So yeah, that was that was what was the date today? That was September the tenth. He was born at six forty one p.m. He was eight pounds thirteen and a half. He's long, more than fat. He's very Still long. Is yeah. Very long. Yeah. I think his head was like thirty two centimeters. What is that? Big. Is it big? big? Okay. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm very sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so someone at my singing sign class, their baby was born with her, her hands up by her face. Yeah. Oh, fuck. But babies have like razor sharp fingernails. <gasps> so as she was born, she scraped all down the vaginal cavity. Fuck. Yeah, you do deserve something on a Mother's Day. All mums do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's like, it's the most undignified I think I've ever been. I feel people always say that I'm like really vulnerable mm-hmm. and I, I think I try and be like open and honest and vulnerable yeah. and talk about things that mm. perhaps are a bit scary to talk about but I don't think I've ever felt as vulnerable mm-hmm. or even been as vulnerable like there is no hiding I needed so much help yeah um if you know any single mothers out there please like give them every help you can because it was the most traumatic most traumatic and stressful and vulnerable few months of my life and I got PND obviously I mean we knew I was going to get you could have put money on it and the bookies would have given you terrible odds because it was basically guaranteed um but I did get postnatal depression um kind of was getting over it and then coronavirus hit yeah um but it's okay and Taryn is lovely now he is great he's a cute wee kid yeah yeah I'm a big fan he is yeah he started holding his arms out when he wants to be cuddled and picked up which is really lovely oh my heart Oh, <laughs> oh, that's and so he really lovely. smiles when if he hasn't seen you in a while. He really beams when he sees Aww. you. He really likes it when me and Gary are cleaning up after tea, yeah, and like dancing around the kitchen, and he's just like gurgling in delight. Oh, yeah, he's adorable. I like him. I would, yeah. I think being a parent is insane. Mm-hmm. I think it's a, rationally, it's a really stupid thing to do. <laughs> Like it's just bad all round rationally, yeah. but he he makes it worth it. That's good. 
I am glad. So that was my birth story. Yay. That was quite long. So I'll save my second story for the next episode. Okay. Becky. Hi. Tell us your big life oh, stuff. Well, okay. So um, I've been working at Shelton for about three years now. Um, and about, I'm going to say maybe six months into working at Shelter, um, there was this um, person who was on the same floor as me. And uh, they uh, they were sat, the way that their desk was, that, um, they had their back to me. Um, this is guy who's very handsome, very broad shoulders, very proper like spring in his step sort of stuff. Um, so I obviously developed just a massive crush on this person. We obviously. didn't say a word to each other <laughs> a lot, but he would, he would walk past my desk quite a lot and I would um, not really hide it very well <laughs> that I was watching him walk past my desk. Um, and then eventually, uh, so we were on the same team at all, like we were in completely different departments and stuff, but just happened to share a floor. And uh, eventually one day we like uh, would occasionally be in the lift together and have really awkward like, uh, well, I think I, it was more me, I was flirting at him uh not too sure that he was fully aware that that was what was going on at the time um but like tiny like snippets of conversation started happening like I would comment on his beard or like when he didn't have a beard (laughs) (laughs) uh one time bumped into him on the tube near near shelter um where I found out he was like on his way to a school to give a talk about our like what we do and I was on my way into work and like, and I was like, oh, okay, I'm learning a bit more about what he does. Anyway, so this carries on for some time. Um, until one day in one of like my awkward flirting at him in a lift, uh, he said, oh, so I'm being moved to the to another floor. And then I said, oh, I'm going to miss looking at the back of your head. <laughs> and I like, at that point, I like... You're so smooth. You know, you know when you have like an outer body experience? <laughs> yeah. And at, at that point, I like, I'm... I feel like there was someone else in the lift with us <laughs> over here. Yeah. Us. But I certainly like left my body and looked down at myself and was like, what the fuck did you just say? I'm going to miss like in the back of your head, idiot. Uh, <laughs> so anyway, um, some time passes and uh, I have reason. I have cause through work to go to a school and talk about like what we do at shelter and, and what that means. So I'm like, oh, I have an excuse to talk to him. <laughs> so um, I sent him an email and um, and said, hey, you do this thing. Could we, uh, I'll put a meeting in the diary <laughs> so you can talk me through some stuff. So we like go into the teeny tiny meeting room and, and he takes me through the presentation and how you talk to kids about homelessness and stuff. And I was like, well, if you if you're free and you want to help me with this, like, you can come with me to the school. Uh, and he's like, ah, I'm actually leaving. And my heart like fucking sank. And I was like, no. Um, so like, okay, never mind. Uh, sometime later, I get an email from him inviting me to his leaving drinks. Um, but sadly, the night that it takes place, I was actually busy. So I was like, fuck it. He's leaving anyway. Time to shoot my shot. And I sent back my phone number and said, hey, I'm busy that night, but why don't you and me go for a drink sometime? And then nothing. <laughs> in fact, later on in the day, he like walks past me in the building, doesn't reference the email at all, nothing. And I'm like, oh no. <laughs> like, he, <laughs> he thinks I'm fucking weird. He only invited me out of politeness. <laughs> like, 
that thing I said in the lift was too far. Uh, and then uh, luckily the next day, um, I get an email back and he's like, yes, let's go for a drink. So um, has he later explained why he blanked you? Well, what happened was it's just because he his job um, involves like slightly weirder hours than than what I do. Yeah. And uh, so he was often like away from his desk and on his feet a lot and like on the phone to different people. So he didn't actually check his email until he got home later on that night and he showed the email to right. his housemate and said, oh my God, there's this girl at work I really like and she's given me her number. Does, is this going to be a date? And they were like, of course you fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> I've also since found out that um, so he would walk past my desk a lot. Uh, he would like send things to the photocopier just for a reason to walk past my desk. Uh, and show you the back of his head. Yeah, and... Um, and when I said that in the lift, um, that's when he first got an inkling that maybe I liked him back. Uh, and I found out also recently that when he told me that he was leaving, um, he was he was like kind of pleased to see that I was genuinely very disappointed that he was going. But anyway, so we go for a drink. Sometime passes, we go for a drink. We get so drunk and conversation is so easy and smooth and just we have so much in common um we say goodbye at the end of the night after going to like you know we go to this one pub and then we go for a burger and then we go to another pub um say goodbye at the end of the night and just yeah <laughs> just like absolutely slobber all over each other outside the pub but then realize that you know we've maybe imbibed a bit too much to go any further this evening so shall i see you tomorrow okay great um Hi, Becky's mother. Hi, mum. Anyway, um, but very pleased to say that like we kept seeing each other for quite some time, and at one point, um, I want to say maybe in like October time, we were just having a quiet little night, and I was quite happy to just sort of continue, not really defining anything, just having a lovely time whenever we saw each other. He makes me genuinely very happy. Um, And one night he turned to me and said, "Hey, I have a question." Um, but we don't have to talk about it right now. We, if you don't, well, you can just kick it into the long grass and save it for another time. But um, I would like to be your boyfriend, which... I love oh, the phrasing of that. Yes. It's like, would you like to have me as a boyfriend or something? Mm-hmm. Like, it was very much, would you like to have yeah. me? Yeah, it's like, it's an, not, it's an offer. Will you be mine? It's not a presumption yeah. of ownership. It's like, it's an offer giving yourself yeah. to someone else. And I swear to motherfucking God, if one day he turns to me and is like... Um, I would like to be your husband. I'd be like, bitch, yes. <laughs> <laughs> like more people should ask, should, should ask in that way. Yeah. It's like, will you marry me? It's like, maybe, I don't know. It's like, can I be yours? It's like, okay. Uh, but um, I don't think I got a, a will you marry me? I got a ring in a book. Aww. And then I just said, oh, fuck, oh, fuck, oh, fuck, oh, fuck. <laughs> a lot. That feels very on brand. <laughs> but um. Yeah. And I mean, there's nothing really kind of of note beyond that, um, other than we've since laughed about uh, this stupid fucking thing I said in the lift. And um, and the one one night, a few months, a few weeks later, we, we said, I love you. Well, actually, no, I I looked at him very lovingly in the street after just a really unexpectedly fun night out. Um, and I kind of went, I was like, so I'm going to gaze at you through this video thing now. So and I kind of did this. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> and he went what and he was like no I'm just I'm just thinking nice things but I don't want to say it yet 
And he's like, you could say it nice. And it was it's so fucking schmaltzy and stupid. But anyway, he said, he said I love you. And um, yeah, no, he, he makes me really happy. And I know that listeners who've been with us since our first episode will know that I have had some emotional ups and downs um, and really related to Nigel, the, the lonely gannet. And well, I think when we started this podcast, you were not long out of quite a serious relationship. No, not very long at all. Um, I think that's how we actually started getting closer yeah. was that you were like newly single and yeah. trying to distract yourself really. Yeah. And um, you've had some fuck boys along the way. Oh yeah. And don't get me wrong. Like last summer before all this kicked off, I had a tremendous time. <laughs> just loads of dating, just like meeting loads of people and really not yeah. taking anything seriously at all and being very much in control of how much of myself I gave to a person and and that was kind yeah. of really fun and I was a bit of a fuck girl um <laughs> but no no because I fuck but you had some people who like properly messed you around oh yeah there I was think. that too yeah I mean yeah I still don't have that desk um. <laughs> 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 well it's I was like there were three people I was thinking yeah of, but never mind yeah um yeah but, uh, assholes but now like, um yeah someone came along and turns out we sort of just kind of fancied each other from a distance for a couple of years and I'm glad I said a really stupid fucking thing in a lift and yeah because now he's like he's pretty great he's he's really great you can't see our faces but Becky looks all soppy like a soft focus picture and I'm just beaming <laughs> and he came up and he came and met Taryn and he was really great with Taryn he was very great with Taryn yeah uh he's a very nice man so are we going to say like his actual name or are we going to give him a nickname uh, for the podcast um I don't know. We can just we can just say like Becky's boyfriend. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, we'll just call we'll just call him boyfriend with a capital B. Yeah, I mean, if people follow me on Instagram, they they know who he is. But yeah, but he's he's yeah. really he's really really great, and I'm a big fan. And he, he's introduced me to wrestling, which is fucking awesome. I I can't yeah. believe I went years without getting into fucking wrestling. It's basically it's like pantomime and drag meets like fighting. <laughs> it's like everything I love. <laughs> yeah, so cool. So yeah, that's really, really cool. So that's that's just that was it. That was just basically a mini update and things going on since since we last recorded an episode. That's a cute little story, just for you guys. For you guys. But I have told many you times. guys. <laughs> I love it. Ow. You okay? Yeah, I'm just having a stretch. Oh, big stretch. Hey, if you've been absorbing any stories. So many, and God knows I will not be able to remember them. <laughs> um we should mention Alice Vincent's yes. book, Rootbound. Oh, beautiful book. A so Alice was our first ever guest. Second she was, guest. yeah. She was our first. And mm-hmm. um, uh, don't be a twat. Be nice to each other. That episode. Be nice to each other. Don't be a twat. It's like yeah. our third episode, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's written a beautiful um memoir. Yeah. But also like plants, horticultural history, and how to. Yeah. Called Rootbound, and it is just stunning. She writes a newsletter called Naughty uh, Culture, and the book is kind of an extension of that. Um, buy the book, read newsletter subscribe to the newsletter yeah. it's just absolutely glorious um she's she's a really special woman yeah and it's a very special book um i watched brightburn the other day mm-hmm. you say heard of that no what's that brightburn is a film i think it's produced by elizabeth banks um and it is a it stars elizabeth banks certainly and it is about it's like the superhero it's the superman story mm. if superman was bad oh so couple in rural america um trying for a baby can't have one baby falls to earth and they raise it and then when he hits like 11 12 uh he comes into his powers but is evil amazing i love that concept 
Really good, but really creepy. Yeah. Um, not my usual kind of thing. What else? I've really got into Only Connect. It's not a story, <laughs> but I just very much recommend watching Only Connect. It's great. It's so great. <laughs> so great. <laughs> um, I binge loads of stuff. Sex Education, oh, obviously, yeah. is brilliant. That's on Netflix. Watching Picard. Loving oh, Picard. Love. Yeah, I've watched a few more episodes. And you're right. Like, Amy messaged me the other day and said, look, when you get into Picard, you will realise that everyone wants to fuck each other. And oh my God, everyone wants they, to fuck everyone, each other. Everyone. And the tailoring everyone. on the man. My God. <laughs> oh, I'm like, horny for his wardrobe. It's just spectacular. <laughs> I just love Patrick Stewart. He is such an unproblematic thing. Yeah, wonderful man. He wouldn't have ever appeared in Gal Gadot's video, would he? <laughs> See, right, so Britney Spears, she went on and she was like, hey, y'all. Um, and just like asked all of her fans and followers to just like, if they needed help in all of this, to just DM her and she'll she'll sort it out. She'll pick up the tab. And I think that's how fucking celebrities should be using their, their platforms. I don't want to hear your karaoke. I want you to like fix shit. There are some celebrities I really respected. Amy Adams, Kristen Wiig, Maya Rudolph. Expected more. Like, she has a tremendous singing voice, but this is not how I want you to use your resources right now. <laughs> and I think the fact it's the fact that it's Imagine. Like, yeah. it's just so earnest. Mm. Like, if they'd have sung Obladi Oblada, <laughs> I would have forgiven them. Talking of Obladi Oblada <gasps> and Imagine, fucking yesterday. Right, okay. So when I came up to Hinkley with my boyfriend to hang out with Amy and Gary and Taryn we watched yesterday which was my suggestion and I cannot apologise enough until the end of time no I wanted to watch it We'd, it had been on the list for a very long time it was an excellent suggestion it was a dog shit film terrible terrible fucking film awful like great concept completely just wasted awful Oh. because it was all about this stupid fucking woman and this stupid fucking man neither of whom like I like I can't remember what the actor's name is but he's been in other stuff he's in Avenue 5 Avenue 5 also excellent he was, was um, on Now TV or Sky he was in EastEnders I can't remember his bloody name but he was great he was re- and he's got a he's tremendous super voice. charming great great performer so bad in this film him and Lily oh. James had no chemistry why did she never drop him off anywhere like where he actually <laughs> needed to go why did he only ever halfway finish journeys like such a great concept Uh, ruined because of these horrible leads and i feel like the whole film could be summed up by like the very end so you know that you've got the two of the people sorry to spoil it everyone but the two of the people who are the only other people in the world who remember the beatles and the woman is like oh well you know it was nice to hear all the old songs again i was like yeah that's that's it it was just nice to hear that's it that's it oh fucking ed sheeran i can't believe we haven't mentioned ed sheeran ed sheeran (laughs) oh (laughs) like a massive supporting role and he just I feel like he really sends himself up. I have to give massive respect to like how he he completely commits there to is a, being like in an episode of extras. <laughs> there is a bit though where him and the main character have like a songwriting contest, <laughs> and um, so Ed Sheeran they like go into a room twenty minutes and they write a song and they come back and perform yeah. it and everyone's supposed to guess like vote on the best. And Ed Sheeran does some Ed Sheeran, and then um, the main character does Long and Winding Road, oh, like yeah. one of the most beautiful heartbreaking songs ever written and Ed Sheeran's like I have to admit that song is better than mine like yeah fucking think Sheeran is it only the long and winding road is it only the Beatles that are going to make you admit that someone's a better fucking songwriter than you really really Sheeran oh my god it's such a bad oh. film the whole way through we were just getting so angry I found out recently that um originally it was just about a guy like the whole concept of forgetting the Beatles songs yeah and then Richard Curtis took over and made it a romance. Oh, Richard. Uh, doesn't have to I be. I like Richard Curtis. Yeah. 
Why did you do that? No need. Absolutely no need. And I'm disappointed in Danny Boyle, who directed the film. Like, what? Yeah. What, what, what font was doing way too much in that film? <laughs> oh, anyway. Why were there so many fonts? Oh, my God. Like, why was all the text on the screen? They just, the oh. only good bit of that film is Robert Carlyle doing <gasps> John Lennon. Robert Carlyle's John Lennon. I'm sorry, guys. We are spoiling it massively. But Robert, Robert Carlyle's John Lennon is But don't back and watch it because it's terrible. Very moving. So, so good. I mean, watch it with a few beers and hateful friends. <laughs> Take a shot every time you want to turn it off. Yeah. Or, You'll be drunk within half an hour. Or like, Gary made a really good point because so in this in this world, that, that this new world he finds himself in where the Beatles never existed. Um, also, cigarettes have never been invented. And Gary was like, yeah. why wouldn't you just fucking invent cigarettes? <laughs> because <laughs> that, you'd make so much more money from that. <laughs> you find that at the end that Harry Potter isn't a thing either. Oh, yeah. And I absolutely would have done i could probably recite it from memory yeah. um and also oasis isn't a thing because obviously oasis were inspired by the beatles so why is he only performing beatles songs like i know oasis aren't as good as the beatles yeah. but there are still some you could do some oasis hits and still yeah get some wonderwall in there make a lot of money yeah, yeah. um trying to think well yes yeah, so that was dog shit um i guess the one thing that's really <laughs> noteworthy for me to say that i have absorbed in the last god well since since august which has been a lot but one thing i really want to point out is um love is blind the reality series on netflix have you watched any of it okay um i keep i keep i've watched one episode but every time i try gary is like turn this off it's it's worth sticking with because like i mean like i'm like broadly a straight but are are the straights okay <laughs> so no. for anyone who isn't aware of love is blind the concept is you got a whole bunch of men and a whole bunch of women all of them straight well, spoilers for one person, but um, and they have all these. They have a series of dates over like what three, four days. Um, but they never see each other. They're like put in these pods, and they can hear each other. They can't see each other. So the 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 goal is the experiment. They keep saying is that they have to fall in love with someone without having ever laid eyes on them, and then to to then meet that person, you have to essentially propose to them and agree to marry them. Yeah. Um, and then, so the next time you see them, you're engaged and then you've got like a month to plan the wedding and you've got to meet each other's families and stuff. Oh, also it's um, it's like loosely hosted by Nick Lachey and his wife. So Nick Lachey, he used to be married to Jessica Simpson. Uh, so she's Vanessa Lachey. And every time they appear, she's like, hi guys, I'm Vanessa Lachey. And he, every time he goes, and obviously I'm Nick Lachey. <laughs> Yeah, you, I had no idea who these people were. He's self-absorbed. And, um, but yeah, it's just, there's one woman in it. Like, I don't want to spread the hate, but there's one woman who I was genuinely like worried for on the show. And her name is Jessica. And yes! there's one bit where she, she's like, she feeds her dog red wine at one point and then drinks from the same glass. And I'm like, ah. Oh. I don't, why, why did she feed her dog red wine? Because she really likes it. Um, <laughs> She really likes red wine. This is how Jessica talks when she's around men. She's 38. Yes. No, she's 34. And she talks like this around She's 34, because that's a big thing. Yeah. Doesn't she get engaged to 24 years? Yeah, and she will not, like, like let immediately. go of it. Yeah. Um, and, like, no. everyone else is broadly, like, okay with it. Like, his mom is totally fine with it. He's totally fine with it. But Jessica cannot let this go. And, um, but, yeah, she talks like a baby whenever she's around a guy that she's really into. And then the moment she's there, like, not around, she just, like, she becomes fucking Barry White. And you're just like, oh, babe. <laughs> Oh, but, yeah. oh you slag I got engaged today <laughs> but there is, is oh my god hi hon. oh my god um, but there is one couple on it who are just 
like they're brilliant they're lauren and um and cameron and i love them to bits like they're the, they're the one from the experiment that fucking works and they're brilliant uh but it's worth it's worth a watch just to be like oh thank god i'm not this um but also just to see like the pure fucking pure untarnished love that is lauren and cameron so like the experiment had, it, it won it had one win and the rest of them were like, eh. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's where I blitzed it in a couple of days. It's one of those things you can just, I mean, considering seeing as we're all like staying at home at the moment, it's worth a watch. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we need to, we need to watch a lot of stuff. Um, we're getting really into so my husband Gary has started upcycling furniture. Yes. Um, follow at penguin dot on Instagram. Um, he's doing a very good job. He's finished the mapper unit. Oh, now. he did! Yay! Um, it's it's going in situ tomorrow. Wonderful. Uh, so he's got into restoration of furniture, and we're watching. It's on iPlayer. The Great Interior Design Challenge, mm. and it's like changing rooms crossed with the Great British Bake Off. <gasps> Love it. Uh, and I hate the professionals so much. <laughs> they are completely contradictory, and I have no idea what they're talking about. But it's just such great telly to have on in the background Aww. when you're not really. Like when you're reading or you're tidying up or um, playing Switch, as I am doing a lot right now, um, it's I recommend it. It's just very gentle. Excellent. Ah, well, there we go. I feel like... Becky, we did a podcast. We did. We only recorded for like, what, an hour? We did it. Yeah. But, ah. Yeah. Should we not bother with well done outro us. credits? Yeah, okay. okay. Maybe next time. <laughs> Let's just... Next time. Um, so that was And Then What, the podcast all about stories. If you'd like to follow us on social media, you can just find us on the platforms we care about at And Then What Pod. If you liked this and you want to spread some positivity to counteract the tide of gloom taking over us all, um, you can leave a review on iTunes or whatever platform you listen to podcasts yeah. on. Yeah. That would be lovely. We'd appreciate that. We are finally on Spotify, uh, which is exciting. Oh, cool. Yeah, you really had a fight with that. <laughs> oh, my Christ. Got there in the end. Um, it's actually quite hard to find us by podcast name. Oh, no, if you do it all one word and then what, it's easy to find us. And also, it's very easy to find us by specific episode titles, which isn't a great place to start. <laughs> but anyway, um, <laughs> if you type in like uh, Christina Aguilera's discography, no, actually, that's a terrible search term. For Spotify. That's a terrible search. I'll <laughs> we'll find something. Anyway. Um, what have we done? Judy Dench versus Chris Hemsworth? There we go. Judy Dench versus Chris Hemsworth. That's a good one. Um, but yeah, if you don't want to, like, we would really like to hear from you all. How have you all been since August? Like, please tweet us and send us messages on Instagram and maybe email us as well if you want to go longer form. Yeah. So that's and then what pod at gmail.com. Yeah. Please get in touch. We don't really have any more bookmarks we can send people, but we can just send you positive vibes. And probably good not to send anything through the post at the moment anyway. You might catch something from one of us. Yeah. <laughs> And also, like, just let us know if you want us to do more. But yeah. I know it's such a pathetic thing to be like, maybe podcasting can help right now. I'm getting so annoyed at all my podcast Facebook groups where everyone's like, really, like, oh my god, what is this? What's coronavirus going to do to podcasting? I'm like, guys, that's not the issue yeah. here. Like, no one cares. No one cares. But if if listening to this made you happy for a bit or distracted yeah. you, like, let us know and we'll do more. Maybe. I won't tell stories about my vagina anymore, I promise. That was just Aww. the one. <laughs> She's ugly. <laughs> Sorry. So, John Mulaney. Yay. <laughs> Watch the John Mulaney specials if you haven't. They're great. Yeah. I rewatched them the other day. Really cheered me up. They're so good. I remember I stayed with my friend Sally for a little bit in January up in Sheffield. And basically every evening was just watching another bit of John Mulaney content that you can find on Netflix. Yeah. And it was it was a delightful week. Big Mouth is another thing yes. to watch. It's so good. Right. The sa- anyway, we're going. We're going. We're going. Um,
Let us know what you want us to do. Alright, love you guys. Love you. Stay safe. Wash your hands. Wash your hands, you dirty pig. Anyway. <laughs> you dirty pig. <laughs> anyway. Bye! Bye. <laughs>